Dr. Ron in the house. The doctor is in the house. A little bit late today, not what I planned, but I am in the house. And this program will contain general medical information and the medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. Confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all, inf all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And I do welcome you with an attitude of gratitude because, as we've been talking about for five years, gratitude literally, literally rewires your brain and makes you happier, healthy, and wise. Be the CEO of your own body. Another concept on this program so that you can make decisions regarding your own body. And just a little bit today about how we've been used, abused, schooled, and fooled. And some of these uh, chats on COVID have been taken down because uh, the powers that be don't, do not like what I'm talking about. They don't like to hear the truth. And I want to talk and start a little bit about talk a little bit today and starting this program about the mainstream media's COVID fear by confusing case counts and positive tests. Okay, so we we want to clear that up, you know, every day. It's like getting the weather forecast. How many cases? How many cases? How many cases? I have told you. And I, I have been validated by the New York Times that the PCR test is invalid. 90% false positive from a test that doesn't even have the full sequence of the virus. They only have a snippet of it. They make up the rest by a computer model. They say they have it. But this test can be positive even if you have had a cold. Which is, which is caused by the coronavirus. 
So there was there is an article that was published in American Thinker that talks about this. And they talk about the hysterical media that newspaper headlines you can't you cannot start your day without hearing COVID-19 cases are rising. We are so many months. We are going to get overwhelmed. And as we talked about last week, they don't talk about Sweden that has handled this entirely different. They do not talk about Dr. Unitas from the from Stanford, who disagrees with everything with the bureaucratic epidemiologists like Tony Fauci and Deborah Burks and those that work for the government and work for big pharma say about it. I mean, there's a lot of epidemiologists and public health experts that totally disagree with our government epidemiologists. And we're getting overwhelmed, are we not? By all this doom and gloom from the media? Do you think cases are really on the rise? Or do you think they want to control us and take more of our rights away? Do they want to keep us in the house so that we get continually sick and do not get vitamin A and do not socialize? Do they want to give more power to the government? What is a case? Did you ever read any places? Did anybody ex- explain to you what a case is? Is a case simply a positive test? So what's the CDC say? Their case definition is a case is not just a positive test. Instead, what is needed is presumptive laboratory evidence and either clinical criteria or epidemiological evidence. Did you notice there was an and in that sentence, meaning not simply a positive test? And a, and, a, and a test which is, 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 is inaccurate to start with. So what does the media talk about all the time? Positive tests, positive tests. We have 14 here. We have 30 there. We have 30,000 here. There is no discussion in the media of whether or not any of the individuals with positive tests are showing symptoms or are actually sick with this Chinese virus flu or if they are contagious and should be quarantined. So an analogy given in this article is, suppose we routinely check people's blood sugar or blood pressure and called any single high reading diabetes or hypertension. Imagine testing everyone's blood sugar after lunch when it's gonna be high anyway and calling that person reading over 140 a diabetic. Do you think we'd have a surge in diabetic cases here or in any place in the world? Yet, the vast majority of those individuals would would not be diabetic. So this COVID-PCR test, which is really a manufacturing test, is quite sensitive because it amplifies any viral particle found in the nose, whether it's dead or alive. They keep amplifying it until the test is positive. Most of these positive cases are neither contagious nor symptomatic. And as I started this 
discussion, even the New York Times acknowledged this fact. The more people we test, the more positive tests will, will result. And Pelosi is calling for testing, testing, testing. And that is exactly what we now have. We're doing a million tests a day with just under 5% coming back positive. We are performing 2.87 daily tests per thousand people, more than any other country. More tests are meaning more positive results, but not necessarily cases of COVID. So does this fuel a, a, a false narrative? Take, for example, Mexico. They perform, perform 0.08 tests per thousand. And we're doing 2.87 tests per thousand. Do you think there would be different results from the two countries and fuel a narrative that the U.S. has so many more cases than Mexico? Hospitalizations, a measure of how severe these, this disease is, have been steadily declining since March with a small blimp in the midsummer. They have gone from over 3,000 hospitalizations per week last spring to fewer than 700 per week, this according to the CDC. Fears of a surge early last spring led to only the sickest patients being admitted to the hospital. There are no such concerns now. And those hospitalized presently are not as sick, receiving hospital care much earlier in, the, in their illnesses. Take, for instance, our president's recent hospitalization. He only had mild, mild symptoms. And he was treated in the hospital. Yet, these so-called case surges in actuality are only positive tests. And our politicians with no training or um, looking at our government epidemiologists who have an agenda to fulfill are making policy decisions. New York City shutting down nine neighborhoods based on a positive test rate of over 3% for seven days. Yet the country as a whole had a higher test positive rate, 4.9%. But did you hear of any mention of how many New Yorkers are actually sick or how many New Yorkers are actually hospitalized? No, you hear simply about positive tests. Testing, testing, testing. In fact, they say back in July, New York had achieved herd immunity based on getting hit hard early in the course of the pandemic. And for whatever reason, New York is closing down again. And the statistics in Colorado and other places do not 
bear out that we are having more infectious cases. And this, the societal costs, the personal costs are continuing to amount with more suicides, spousal abuses, child abuses, drug overdoses. And the curve has been flattened for months. How many cancer screenings or, or other preventable care measures have been delayed over the lockdowns? You know, we're not going to know till next year. So now we have cases and we don't have a context. We don't have a, anybody telling us who of the positive tests are actually sick. It is shameful that our media is ignorant or uninterested in the facts, deliberately presenting a false equivalence between positive tests and cases to keep us fearful, to keep us in a state of panic, to keep us reacting like sheeples. You know what our president said right after he returned from the Walter Reed to the White House? Quote, don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid of it, unquote. Quote, we're going back, we're going back to work. We're going to be out front. Don't let it dominate your lives. Get there. Get out there. Be careful, unquote. Like I have told you, don't be so afraid of dying that you forget how to live. I think what I just talked to you about is really important for you, for everybody to understand. To understand that this is going to go down in my humble opinion, my opinion as a fraud. Because World epidemiologists are getting together and saying that the majority are already immune to this SARS-CoV-2. So we're going to be in a fight. It's, it's really a fight we weren't prepared for. And we adopted early because of the fallacies of the, of the United States government that work for the government that are long-term deep staters. You know, we, we adapted the China model to fight it. And we didn't know how this China model, model was going to work. Can you trust anything coming out of China? New York falsely blaming Hasidic Jews for the second wave, blaming conservative Christian gatherings, blaming our president for not wearing a mask all the time. And the CDC has an article there that says that 85% of mask wearers got the virus versus 4% of non-mask wearers. Where are you seeing that? It has been an awful, uncomfortable truth. 
that the lockdowns had failed in all respects, economically, socially, medically. America, like many other countries, put the experts in charge and they failed and they failed miserably. Some in the in different parties said we we're listening to science. They weren't listening to science. And science is not a person that is an oracle and 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 gives interviews. They were in, they were obeying a class of officials, some of them who weren't even medical professionals. The metrics, the illusion of metrics, the illusion of goals. We suffered from the problems of a bureaucracy academia and corporate culture. Dr. Fauci, I don't think has ever treated a patient. He never cured AIDS in, in the last 30 years. And he flip-flops like a pancake at IHOP. Testing listeners has become a cult. Occult exercises occult exercise that confuses the map with the world and the virus with the spreadsheet. It gamifies fighting the pandemic while dragging entire countries into an imaginary world based on its invented rules. When the media reports a rise or a decrease in positive tests, it's treated as if it's an assessment of the virus rather than an incomplete data point that's measuring itself. These daily coronavirus reports are getting like the weather report. And you know how accurate that is. These coronavirus cases sound impressive, but they mean absolutely nothing but are a pet obsession of the bureaucracy. The, the medical professionals that think about this and understand this are silenced. When the politicians say they listen to science, they mean they're listening to the bureaucracy. And it's too late for those medical bureaucrats to backtrack. It's too late for them. So after a period of disasters, which include a combination of misjudgment, understandable mistakes, tragic errors, and acts of incomprehensible stupidity or unmitigated evil, here we are. Mistakes were made. And the projections were built based on bad and incomplete evidence from Neil Ferguson. And we follow the path, the path of least resistance. We'll do what China did. Hello? 
So do we admit that we made this mistake and find someone to blame uh, someone to blame it on? It's not the way bureaucracy works. So what do they say? The lockdowns didn't fail. They were they were failed by conservative Christians and Jews and Trump. By people who were too selfish to give up their lives, businesses and religion for the greater good, who wouldn't wear a mask. And we talked about masks so many times. And with the latest CDC article about 80, 70% and, uh, plus 15% more of mask wearers for 14 days, more of them got the, got the virus than those who did not wear a mask for the prior 14 days. Only 4% of them got it. Didn't matter who the leader or the ruling party are, whether the public war didn't wear a mask, the virus doesn't listen to these politicians. So the rule of the expert should be to get to the cause, to get to the splinter, to get to the what started it all. The, the rule of the experts isn't fighting the virus, but the rule of the experts has become the virus. So I hope you have a little bit of an idea of what cases reported cases are doing to us every day, keeping us in a state of fear and panic. And what does a state of fear and panic do? It lowers our immunity. It lowers our immunity. And what have I told you time and time again about the number one thing that will make you more immune is social relationships. Social relationships, ladies and gentlemen. So in my opinion, my opinion is that this is a fraud and a scandal. And I base it on everything I read and, and do every day. There is a German Corona extra parliamentary inquiry going on now. It was launched July 10th of 2020. It was founded by four trial attorneys to investigate and prosecute those responsible for implementing the economically devastating lockdowns around the world as well as using fraudulent testing to engineer the appearance of a dangerous pandemic. I've talked time and time again about the PCR test being inaccurate and not a diagnostic test, but a manufacturing test. So this inquiry committee is working with an international network of lawyers to argue the most massive tort case ever. 
It has been described as the greatest crime against humanity ever committed. These attorneys are arguing that the pandemic measures were intended to sow panic so that the pharmaceutical and tech industries could generate huge profits from the sale of PCR tests, antigen and antibody tests and vaccines and the harvesting of our genetic fingerprints. They argued that lockdowns were unnecessary and any claim to the contrary is wrong. The virus was already in retreat and infection rates were starting to decline when lockdowns were imposed. Scientific evidence shows the majority of people already have built-in protection against the virus due to cross-reactive T-cell immunity. We've talked about how the coronavirus that gives you the common cold can give you some T-cell immunity against COVID. And how that same virus from a common cold can make that PCR test positive. They go on to state that the PCR test cannot be used to identify an active infection with SARS-CoV-2 or any other virus. They go on to say, while mortality statistics during the pandemic have been within the norms of any given year, meaning the pandemic has not resulted in an excess number of deaths or a death toll higher than normal, the collateral damage from pandemic responses and the pandemic response measures is incalculable. If you want to look up on YouTube, this video is Dr. Reiner Fulmuch. I'll spell his last name and his first name. His first name, Reiner, R-E-I-N-E-R. Last name, F-U-E-L-L-M-I-C-H. Sit back and enjoy it. It's over an hour, but it's really compelling. Dr. Fulmich, and I'm not sure I'm pronouncing his name properly. He's a consumer protection lawyer in California and Germany. He's been practicing for 26 years. And he is one of the founding members of the German Corona Extra Parliamentary Inquiry Committee. Okay. He goes on to expose everything that we have been talking about. The committee seeks answers through the, the legal process. Is there a COVID-19 pandemic or is there only a PCR test pandemic? In other words, do we have a pandemic or a case-demic? Because it seems that the PCR test results mean that the individual is infected with COVID-2, but does it really mean that or does it mean absolutely nothing? They're also going after the German government's uh, CDC because of fr fraud that went on uh, within that agency. They're also digging into the swine flu pandemic that wasn't. Remember, WHO 
they changed the definition of a pandemic and declared swine flu a pandemic in 2009. You know what that resulted in? Millions of dollars of fast-track swine flu vaccines. And guess what? Within months of people receiving that vaccine, cases of disability and death were reported in various parts of the world. This is important if the if these attorneys are successful. They're going after a virologist who is responsible for Germany's lockdown orders. Okay, just like Fauci. They're saying that expert testimony will prove that lockdowns were and are unnecessary. because of what we have been talking about. They have noted that this PCR test is incapable of diagnosing any disease because if you have a positive test, it does not mean that an infection is present. It does not mean that they're infected with anything, let alone the SARS-CoV-2. They even have a quote in here that I'll give you that from the CDC, our CDC, United States, page 38 of, of its coronavirus and PCR tests. Detection of viral RNA may not indicate the presence of infectious virus or that of the 2019 novel COVID as the causative agent for clinical symptoms. So even our CDC has said that, but nobody's picking up on it. The test cannot rule out diseases caused by other bacterial or viruses. And everybody knew this, yet we continue with it. And then how about all this collateral damages? How many lives ruined? How many suicides? How many people resorted to drugs? Okay, as I said, a lot of these impromptu chats on COVID uh, from me are being knocked out by different uh, podcasting uh, agencies, but it's okay. We're going to continue to bring the truth to you because I think we are having all been subject to a massive fraud. And it's not over yet because people are afraid. People are afraid not to wear their mask. But you know what? It looks like Sweden was right all along. Everybody thought that Sweden was doing the wrong thing. But Sweden's decision to take a light touch to this pandemic They forego the strict lockdowns. They relied on social responsibility, primarily residing with their citizens. Everybody said they were acting crazy and selfishly. 
But after months of Sweden's decision to avoid the lockdowns, you know what? They're only looking better with time because much of Europe is experiencing a second wave of the virus. Sweden numbers, by stark contrast, are down. So what happens? The WHO now is even arguing against lockdowns as a method of taming this taming this virus. Even the WHO now says lockdowns cannot tame this virus because they see what happened in Sweden. Elon Musk, he says Sweden was right. And he has been suspicious of the efficacy of these lockdowns for months. You know, and he even took that bold step of restarting the production of his Tesla car plant in California in defiance, I'm sorry about that, in defiance of orders from the government officials that the plant remained closed. He said, I'll stand on the line with everybody in my plant. If anyone is arrested, I ask that it be only me. His act of civil disobedience, ladies and gentlemen, paid off. Alameda County health officials caved and they reversed the shutdown order and gave him provisional approval to open the plant. The human costs of this pandemic have been awful. <coughs> the global recession, the economic collapse, unprecedented in my lifetime or in modern history. Economists are saying it's never been seen in the world. Output losses of this magnitude and immensity. The lost output in the Great Recession was only one quarter as large according to economists like Lawrence H. Summers. What happened was this virus became politicized. And defending lockdowns because they were designed to help people or maybe even people say, well, we're not, we're going to lock down because it's not it's going to hurt our hurt President Trump. But that, that should have been avoided, that type of, of thinking. It should have been, we should have followed the scientists that were not government employees. We made a mistake in judging policies and programs by their intentions rather than by the results. You could have good intentions. You could be a good person, but you may not be smart enough to have the correct results. We didn't, we followed our, our intentions rather than what we wanted. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is just part of what I want to tell you today. I don't want to take up a lot of your time. Okay. I do want to tell you about Tuesday's program. Tuesday, we will have uh, on Professor Brian Peskin, and we'll be talking about fish oils for dummies. 
Professor Peskin is uh, world-renowned uh, and I just got a great message from one of our listeners. That's what caught my eye. So thank you. Yeah, we have to stay positive. We have to stay very, very positive. And you're not going to stay positive by listening to mainstream media. I'll get back to that. But Tuesday's show I'm with Professor Peskin. Uh, we'll talk about a term that he coined called parent essential oils. And we'll talk about why fish oils are toxic, why fish, why fish oils are basically antifreeze for cold water fish. They need fish oils to keep their circulatory systems working at, in cold temperatures of the, of the ocean, but they are toxic when they come to the surface. I'm going to ask him to talk about melanoma and the effect of fish oils on melanoma because we're seeing more and more melanoma cases. And he's written papers on this. So we're going to ask him about that. And we're just going to ask him about where, where we should go with, with the fish oils. But I think they have a place, but let's get his opinion on, on, about the parent essential oils. In other words, like we like to get to the bottom of a diagnosis, we like to get to the cause his theory is just supply the building blocks. Your body will take care of the rest. So that's for Tuesday. So ladies and gentlemen, 85% of mask wearers got the flu, got the coronavirus. 4% of non-mask wearers did. Now this is not saying that, you know, to be careless you know wash your hands you know if there's only a couple inches between everybody i put on a mask i would do the same thing but to be honest the 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 virus is smaller than any mask but i i would do it and uh, at some point i want to take the time to talk to you about the flu vaccine if you look up vaccine court settlements vaccine court settlements, you'll see that 57% of those settlements are settled with patients because of side effects of the flu vaccine. 57% of vaccine court settlements are due to the flu vaccine. And there's research coming out that shows that it may make you more susceptible to other respiratory viruses. And that Vaccinated people with the flu ex, ex, exhale more non-flu viruses than non-vaccinated. But you don't hear this. And of course, they're not going to tell you that 36% of patients who received the flu vaccine got COVID, 36%. All right, enough. I just want to bring up the date that PCR test is worthless. We have cases not... We have a case-demic, not a pandemic. A case-demic, not a pandemic. And we'd have it from a, from a test that is very inaccurate. And the more, more testing you do, the more cases you're going to have, but it doesn't necessarily translate into people being sick. <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, looking forward to seeing you Tuesday with Dr. 
doctor and well, he's not a doctor, but he's an MIT graduate. He's a professor, Professor Brian Peskin. Let's see what he has to say. He's generally a hat uh, will bring us up to date on the latest research. And he's he's been a, a frequent guest on the program. In November, I have uh, some interesting program highlights with uh, Dr. Ross Pelton talking about drug-nutrient interactions. And we'll talk about, on a roundtable with Dr. Will Wong, uh, Ross Pelton and myself, about what's happening with men in this country. Are their testosterone levels dropping for a reason? Are, are males less male than they were in the prior generations? Just a roundtable discussion to get people's opinions uh, regarding diet, soy, even vaccines that use aborted female fetuses, cells, and what effect that might have on our, our men. And you must know, like I told you last week, and I think that's why YouTube took down my videos, that The, the two vaccine trials that were stopped were using aborted female cells. Dr. Judy Mikovich says they have a lot of retroviruses in them. Nobody has been listening to her. So we'll talk about that. I want to thank you for your time. I'm sorry I was tardy today. Could not been been avoided. Uh, but we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a rest, a great weekend. Ciao. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. And it's all about good health. He's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. When the doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you I'm sure he can tell you just what to do the doctor is in the house the doctor is in the house let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house so if you have a pain call the doctor if you have a strain Call the doctor and let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. See you next week.